Hey guys, hope you're all doing super duper well. Um, quick thing, as always, before we get into the podcast, November and December will be remarkable. We're going to host two fantastic, remarkable, outstanding um, online sessions. First of all, 25th November. For the first time ever, we are hosting a online future fuel app where we talk about um, the future of operational fuel management in the airline industry. Um, already more than 100 experts from airlines um, registered. Um, we have people from Lufthansa as speakers. We have people from other airlines as speakers. Of course, we'll also do a speech and a lot of room for discussion. So head over to LinkedIn, head over to Facebook, search for Future Fuel Lab and make sure to join that outstanding um, conference 25th of November. And one more thing, um, 2nd of December, we will have a special edition of our AWOL product update. Also a online event, um, search for AWOL product update and make sure to join that too. We, will, we, are going to, um, we are going to launch a bunch of fantastic new features to our product, so make sure you don't miss that. And now let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, hope you all had a super relaxed weekend. I'm super happy to be back today with another episode of the ID1 Audio Experience. Um, first of all, I'm very, very sorry for all of you um, who have been waiting last Friday for an episode. Um, we, we ran into some technical issues on Friday, so we couldn't release um, the planned episode on Friday, um, but I'm even more happy. Um, today um, to be back and during the next days it will be um, as the last month and years uh, one episode every day so very sorry for last Friday um, please apologize for that um, today is um, interesting episode again I would like to talk about a topic that that drives us um, um, at the moment here at information design we're very deep into the topic of um, digital management digital fuel management and we're currently taking a look on on different world regions, how they are, how the different world regions are dealing with um, digital topics, with innovative topics, and you might uh, might have listened to our, our recent episodes about how China is going to take over um, the future innovation helm. Um, how that all is going to develop. And today I would, I would like to go a little bit more into detail with that. Um, and the topic might might surprise you. The topic is about is, is Asia, the world region Asia, are they doing enough to lead the digital fuel management revolution? Bold statement or bold question, bold topic. Um, this is what I would like to talk about during the next 10 15 minutes and hope you enjoy that hope it brings some some value to you as always I start with a little backstory to give you a little bit of context I think this is always very important to to have that context um, first of all I think it is it is difficult to find positive news in the entire aviation industry currently this this whole industry as always I'm very sorry to start with COVID again but um, COVID has turned 
the, the aviation industry upside down. So it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty hard to find positive news. Nonetheless, I think it's also undeniable that, that there's something going on, at least this is what, what we um, observe. Worldwide, airlines, airports, fuel providers are starting to focus on, on digital fuel management. This is what we observe, this is what, what, what we see when we talk to people. Um, digital fuel management solutions that, that connect airlines and fuel providers super, super seamlessly. And in the past, Asia has been at the forefront of digital innovations. But the question is, are they are they are doing enough to, to do that in that specific context, in that context of digital fuel management again, or are they are they missing a big big opportunity right here uh, right now and other world regions are doing better so w when it comes to digitalization it is i think it's definitely difficult to deny that asia's position as an as an outright global leader right the the effort the countries countries especially in the east and southeast uh, east um, asia what, what they make to advance the, or what they make to advance the digital uh, digitalization in, in every sector. I'm not only talking about the aviation sector. In every every sector, are are remarkable. Sometimes for, for me as a, a a German, someone from from Germany, uh, sometimes um, when when you're on, on holidays or, or business trips in Asia, you feel you're living in a in a third world country in, in Germany because. Asia in, in many, many areas are so much, much more advanced when it comes to digitalization than European countries. Um, this, this also applies to, to the countless advancements in the aviation industry in the region of the world, right? Over the last two decades already, many airlines have, have developed into global players. And much of that is due to their relentless pursuit of digital solutions. Air Asia, perfect example for that digital solutions to improve their performance, their efficiency, and of course, as a result out of that, their reputation. Um, however, what, what happens if we look a little bit more closely? Are Asia's airlines that innovative in all areas? That is the question. We, we all know that the customer-facing activities, they, they are getting all the media attention. And Asian airlines are doing a great, great, great job promoting the, the digitalization in those areas. Fair play to them, no doubt about it, as, as it seems like they know how to handle their public image very, very well, um, probably better than many um, European or United States competitors. Now, but does that carry over to the operational process as well? So improving the turnaround process is still an area most airlines can excel at, right? Every single delay second costs an airline hard, hard cash. And it's especially right now, in this situation, in this challenging situation, every single dollar saved is welcome, is a, a welcome relief from burning through cash as most aircraft have to stay crowded at the moment. Probably even more in Europe, United States, but also there are more and more um, updates and news from, from Asian carriers. Um, just on the weekend, I think there was a announcement from Air Asia that they uh, have to um, lay off staff. So they, they, of course, are also hit hard by, by the pandemic and, and are facing huge, huge challenges. Now, if we, we move a little bit further, personally, from working with many Asian airline clients in the past, I can tell you that 
there is a there is still massive room for improvement in the turnaround process. And especially one part of it, which is the fueling process. And, and this is the same for European and US carriers. This is not a, a Asian problem or Asian challenge. The, the essential part of the turnaround has been neglected over the past, actually. It isn't easy to streamline the process across all airports with the, with the different fueling providers, for example. Every contractor uses a different IT system. So rather keep relying on verbal or paper-based communication than, than revolutionizing this entire process. This is the state of the industry right now. However, this, this, this hasn't been a massive disadvantage for Asian airlines as all other global competitors. Um, they, they, they've done it very similarly. However, it, it feels like things are, are changing. And Asia's airlines have to act now, or they risk actually losing their position as a digitalization role model, from my point of view. So what's behind that, that, that thought or that, that, that idea? I think many global airlines, especially in Europe for that case, turn to digital solutions in order to facilitate communication between airlines and fuel providers. By, by using standardized digital communication schemes, they no longer need to adjust to every single, a single contractor's IT system anymore. And very quickly, they can now configure systems once and then exchange is, um, the, the exchange is handled automatically from there. That means considerable improvements in process quality can be achieved through that, that while also adjusting to the current COVID-19 situation by limiting personal interactions. And I think, as you can see, um, this little revolution. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, um, but there's, there's one thing very important to me. Um, we, we recently saw that many of you um, are listening to our podcast. We have hundreds and thousands of, of daily listeners on, on the different channels on, on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or especially Podomatic. Um, but we saw that um, still a lot of you haven't subscribed to our podcast. So we really invite you to, to subscribe to, to the podcast um, in order to make sure that you, you never miss a, a new episode. And it really means a, a lot to us if you, if you subscribe. So make sure um, wherever you're listening to the podcast, um, hit the subscribe button. Um, really means a lot to me. Thank you. And now um, back to the podcast. This little revolution is made for our current times. Improving efficiency, cutting costs, while limiting personal interactions. Just a perfect approach in these challenging times. It's the perfect answer to, to those challenging times we're in right now. Right now, there are already 45 airports worldwide that are using such a system. The interesting part is that only two of the 45, and I think it's even 47 right now, let me correct that, 47 um, airports and only two of the 47 airports worldwide that offer a digital fueling approach, two of them, two out of the 47 are located in Asia. All other airports, the other 45 of the 47 are located in Europe, are located in the United States. And, and this paired with the easy to achieve benefits of such a solution, 
from my point of view, should be a wake-up call for all Asian airlines. And to, to answer the question posed initially, I'm genuinely convinced that Asia, Asia is not doing enough to lead the digital fuel management revolution. They are actually not taking part of this, I would say, that way, except a few, very few airlines and very few airports. Other regions and airlines are far ahead right now of them, of the Asian airlines currently. And therefore, I think Asian airlines have to act right now. They have to act to, to close that gap. Otherwise, they, they, this, this will lead to a situation that the European and United States carriers will, at least in this particular area, and just remember again, an area where you can achieve better efficiency, where you can reduce costs, where you can respond to the COVID-19 requirements. In that case, they, the other carriers, have a huge competitive advantage in this particular case. So, so I think Asian airlines are not doing enough and they have to act right now in order to get back into the game and to respond to their European and US carriers immediately. Hey guys, podcast is over. Thanks very much for listening. Um, but before you leave, um, you could do me one last favor. Uh, it really means the world to me and to the whole team if you could follow us on, on YouTube. We are putting out so much video content at the moment, a daily video show called uh, Ben Talks. We've got a weekly session um, called Ask Ben, behind the scenes material, really limitless video material about airlines, KPIs, innovations, our thoughts, our products, and so much more. So um, really means the world to me. Head over to YouTube, search for information design one, the word one, not the number one. And then you will find our channel. Uh, make sure to follow it and enjoy our video content. Have a great day. Cheers and bye-bye.